Welcome to Lead a Horse to Water, the equine podcast for behaviour and training enthusiasts. I'm Trudy Dempsey, a certified and accredited behaviourist in the UK. You can find more about me at www.equine.training and you can find my courses in positive reinforcement at understandhorses.com. I want to highlight for you a couple of things coming up very shortly. Uh, On the 18th and 19th of September, I have Train Clean, an interactive workshop for positive reinforcement training with equines. You can find that on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, There is an event page at Ticket Tailor as well. Do get in touch if you'd like a ticket for that. It's a £35 early bird until the 4th of September, so you have very little time to get that early bird rate but it's only £42 for the full price and I think it's an incredible value. What we're going to do over a weekend is look at how we can train that bit cleaner. For a long time I've been really enthused by the dog sport trainers. I didn't think I liked sport, I didn't think I liked sport with horses or dogs but actually if you look at the way these guys train they are very clinical and clean with their own body language, with the way they associate markers and the way they have their reinforcement loops set up. They are incredible and I want to bring some of this to the horse world. I don't think we care enough about it and I think we should. So if you're interested wherever you are in the world you can watch the recording to the webinar there's going to be some homework that you can pick up the the week before we start on the 18th 19th and so I really hope you'll join us for that clean training workshop that we have uh, on Saturday and Sunday it's an hour hour and a half each day where you get to go and play with some of the thoughts that we might have you can ask questions and you can just hang around with people that think along the same lines as you i also have coming up very soon in october i have a workshop in norfolk that's at nine acres the amazing nine acres in mattershaw that is a little different because it's in person but it's going to be hands-on over a weekend you and maybe one or two other people will take one equine learner and you will work with them you will pick a behavior or set of behaviors and you'll work through it in real time and you'll have me and uh, my assistant there to help you through that and I think it's going to be an amazing thing for you so that is in uh, October October the 9th and 10th in Mattishaw. Do get in touch. Those are both on uh, Facebook if you want to have a look at on my, my uh, page. They're both down as events that are coming up soon. So I hope you'll join me soon for one of those. Okay, let's get on with things. Hi everyone and welcome to season two of Leader Horse to Water. This episode is coming out at the beginning of September but was recorded earlier in the summer when I visited Horsehaven in Mid Wales. Horsehaven is the home and track livery of my friend Larry Davison Bowes and I was so pleased that she agreed to talk to me while I was there. Larry is extraordinary. She's a hoof geek. She's a behavior geek. She uh, is now an Emmett trainer herself. She has built up this incredible property with a track livery, working with what the property had and what the horses need. Honestly, follow her on Facebook at Horsehaven Wales. Look at her website, www.horse-haven.com. 
www.ellenbarnes.co.uk she's just incredible i'm not just saying that because she's a friend i can personally endorse the place because i have my horse there and it is literally incredible so enjoy this one here you go Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. I'm sat here with the lovely Larry at Horsehaven, uh, which is nestling in beautiful scenery here in Wales. Hi Larry. Hi Trudy. Um, and this is unusual for me because we're actually together while we're podcasting. So, uh, and can I just say that the snoring in the background is uh, is Ella. That's uh, Larry's dog. It's nothing to do with either of us, honestly. <laughs> Um, what I normally do, Larry, uh, obviously I'm here, uh, Larry runs a track system here for uh, retirement, training, young horse livery, and uh, she's somewhat of an expert in that field. So obviously I want to tap into that a bit today and take a walk around the track with Larry and, and have a look at, at what she does. Um, but what I always ask people to do is to just tell us a little bit about how they got into what they do. And I know you're multi-pronged. Um, you're a trainer, you're, you know, you look after people's horses, you're great with everything on the, the track, but you know, how did you get to where you are now? Why have you ended up in this beautiful part of Wales running a track livery? Um, entirely by accident and totally unplanned. Uh, that's, that's the main thing to say. Uh, we we had a chance to basically start a new life um things happened where we were living over on the hearts essex border um the time just seemed right although it was something we'd we'd actually planned on doing for years um but it, it happened we were looking for a, a better quieter healthier life for us and a much more healthy lifestyle for the horses that we had we had, um, I was already doing young stock and retirement livery at a rented um, yard in Essex and kind of thought we'd, we'd do the same, maybe. We'd, we'd buy enough land to have a couple of horses on livery with us. <laughs> uh, we, we found uh, this place, um, which was uh, about four times the size that we were looking for. Uh, with a wreck of a house, um, just completely untouched, and uh, fell in love. Completely fell in love. We we stopped at the gate at the top, looked down, and just went, oh, yeah. that's 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 us. So understand that it is so beautiful. It, it is, um, and sort of, you know, we we arrived to this uh, in the middle of winter. Um, which is always the best time to move from the driest part of the country to the wettest, <laughs> uh, a bit hardy, to a house with, with no heating, uh, single glazed windows um, that basically stood in the middle of the fields because you, you couldn't even see the track down to it. Um, so it was like, right, proper proper new, new start. And uh, very, very quickly realised that uh, our plans for just sort of basic grass livery weren't going to work uh, because we're right next to a river uh, at the bottom of a hill surrounded by hills we've got water on three sides and it's a very wet part of the country so um, the land does get a little bit wet um, so very quickly we we sort of we knew we needed to adapt we knew we needed to 
do work to make it happen and, and make it actually work for us and work for the horses. So we put our first track in, um, it was about four months after we'd arrived. And that mm. was so that we could we could actually get to the barns because <laughs> they were just in the field. Um, so that, that was track number one so that we could get the horses down to the yard. We had to clear the barns. They were sort of fairly derelict and uh, full of uh, the previous owner's uh, hobby farming equipment um which we 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 just taken on we we got a lot of it um and you okay it's yeah. okay yeah that's uh, right um, have a breather and we'll just start as if it, as long as i've got a clear air gap it's cool so do you want to come back in about what you did like because you were on the track coming down to the barns because yeah. i remember seeing you do all that work with the barns yeah. all on your own all on pretty own. much it yeah. was all on my own yeah. okay so right. leave a little air gap so we, we put the track in down to the barns and i spent uh, a not inconsiderable amount of time effort uh, swear words tears and blood uh clearing out the barns actually making the whole area horse safe uh discovered that there was hard standing underneath so uh, did a, a lot of scraping and clearing and, and weeding and burning and um, putting fences up, building walls um, and, and just sort of trying to make the, the, the nucleus of the yard actually useful for the horses. And we got our first liveries in shortly after that. And we... I was really keen, I've done a lot of research onto the equicentral movement, and I really liked this idea that you're being stewards of the land, um, but you're managing the horse's health effectively. And it, it really resonated, and I, I, I thought, mm, yep, yeah, you know, this is, this is the way that we're gonna go. But again, it became really clear really quickly that we couldn't actually adhere to their strict principles mm. if you like yeah. because it's very much it's like you have your yard your yard opens onto the fields and you know that's that's how you use it well we've got 22 acres mm. and you can't get from the yard to all of those all, yeah. most of most yeah. of the fields as it, as it turned out so we put another track in to be able to go down to to the, the fields at the, the back end of the yard and um, so we were already sort of deviating a little bit away from uh, from principles, um, and I, I do remember getting told on on the Facebook page, it's just like you know you're you're not doing it properly. Like I'm doing what I can, can yeah. Uh, because in our situation, this is this is what we need to do. And we had a really, really, really bad winter, a a horrifically bad winter where it basically started raining um, in the September and didn't stop to the following April. Uh, and it just became clear that, that, you know, all of the land on that side, we weren't going to be able to use. So we started sort of putting a bit of track in using the home track as well, so that we had a loop mm. of, of track and a lovely surfaced yard. And we extended the yard out the back. So we had a bit more space. And I started to see changes in the horses hoof health mm. in the fact that that you know sort of spending a bit of time off grass was actually quite beneficial to them and it's really just grown from there um not planned 
not not planned <laughs> it, it's just one day you'll just be walking along and kind of go hmm could do with a bit of track in there and it helps enormously that tracks are uh, are hugely popular in this area because mm. there's a lot of uh, it it's just the nature of, of where we are uh, it's wetland it's a wet area uh, there's a lot of we're in a very very rural farming area it's not it's not yeah. a sort of touristy bit of west wales and we live opposite one of the biggest cow track systems in Caledigion, um, and took so much inspiration from the guys over at Pentravellin um, that I'm in awe of their track system. They have miles and miles and miles of cow tracks. So it's, it's for us, it was a natural progression. We, I've, I've never read Jamie Jackson's book. I don't own a copy of it. Um, we didn't get into tracks purely for the health benefits. We got into them because we needed them yeah as, a, as yeah. a practicality to deal with land in west wales with animals on it you need to be able to move them from from a to b you need to be able to get your tractor and yeah. your farm equipment to do the land maintenance and the only way you're going to do that is is, is on a surface yeah. track but the more tracks we had the better the horses got <laughs> the more better able we were able to manage um some fairly sort of serious health conditions and it, it really just grew and grew and from grew there. from there. And but guided by the horses and what you have in your own environment that you can, you know, put to it. And, and, and yeah. the weather obviously is massive. And I seem to remember, if I'm not wrong, that some of those really wet times you've been flooded and mats and stuff have gone, you know, and that must be disheartening. But it, it then sort of focuses you for where you're going next yeah. and what the next plan is going to be so you can't plan too far ahead it, it's you're guided by what happens yeah. yeah yeah absolutely the um when when we bought the place we were assured that uh, the land had only flooded three times in living memory <laughs> <laughs> so it must have been the memory of a very small child yeah i can say uh yeah it's uh the all of the land that you see between the river and the yard is is water meadows it's mm. it's designed to to capture water and it does a very very good job the the brilliant thing about it is it's um the the, the river will burst its banks um once maybe twice a year and it comes through and it goes mm. and that's it it's done it can be quite dramatic when it does come through we always get warning we we know the the, the tides on the river we we watch the river levels there's a monitoring station close by we know the signs we know it's going to happen we can yeah. we're, we're much much um better prepared yeah. for it now and we've substantially increased the tracks uphill because yeah. before it used to be it's just like well we can just pop the horses on the highland and that's fine now we have so many horses with metabolic conditions and laminitis prone and grass affected it's like okay we actually need yeah a much um bigger track system to be able to accommodate those, those guys on, on that yeah. on that you know on the occasions it happens and so we've we've actually spent um the last two years really developing the hillside tracks as well mm. and we're just about to, to surface uh, a large portion of of those because that's the that's the next job to yeah. be done um but it's yeah it's it's really been uh, a great studying in working with what you've got yeah and appreciating the the environment and 
and the horses and and just really going with the flow yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely what that flow of that river you're not going to fight it so you've got to kind of accommodate it and work around it yeah Yeah. and having been several times and seen how you keep progressing things it's wonderful i suppose that raises for me the question of did you decide to help metabolic horses or did you end up with metabolic horses because i have to say i have a vested interest here obviously one of them on the uh, metabolic track side is is my boy and you know, so did you actively think this could be great or was it just the changes you were seeing in the, the benefits to all the horses that, that pushed you in that direction a bit uh, definitely a more general change um, it we we didn't set out I say none of none of this has been planned um, we didn't set out to to run a track livery yard um, it's 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 just grown and developed with a mind of its own, and I just run along, kind of making it happen. Um, I'm paying for it. For it. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's we definitely in the last, I'd say, two years, metabolic horses come because, because of, of the track you, system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we had um, one of my own horses had um, huge health issues that that very nearly killed her um and she was she was quite a driver Mm. in in actually sort of making the place suitable for horses who who can't tolerate grass so well and it's it's been so successful and so helpful i think that's that's been a real yeah you know just sort of doing more to help the ones that were already here yeah or that actually developed like like lovely um moraleco um, who developed a condition that means he's grass affected yeah um, through through just through time and but yeah we've we've had more horses arrive say particularly the last year who, who are here specific specifically problems. yeah yeah because of the track yeah but I know you also your your real love is the youngsters or restarts as well yeah. and and the training side of it so yeah. do you get much chance to do that now with so much to do with the track you know <laughs> how does all that fit in because I know that is your That's, absolute yeah. and and you're great at it so yeah. if anyone's thinking uh, Larry is the only person I recommend anybody send a horse to and because I just don't know anyone that does what Larry does and has the patience and the kindness and uses positive reinforcement uh, and a, a huge dollop of sense all the time you know good horse sense that she's gained over a long long time working with horses so yeah how do you fit all that in um, in? um realizing that i can't do it all that was that was a biggie um because i'm i'm i wouldn't say i'm a control freak uh but i'm very clear in knowing what works and what doesn't work and just sort of going with that I, I, I don't like rigid sort of systems and, and, mm. and stuff like that um, so it was it was a very very big thing for me to say actually do you know what I, I love my yard and I love caring for the land and I love actually wandering around for hours and end attached to a wheelbarrow <laughs> picking up poo <laughs> but it might not be the best use of my time yeah. um, so uh, I've got a great team um, here who work with me, um, Abby, Janice and Ellen, um, who, who very, very do do a great job to actually sort of keep the yard looking great um, and dealing with uh, all that side of things. My poor long suffering husband does all of the, the <laughs> land maintenance 
uh, sort of comes home, gets on the tractor and, and goes where he's told and does a fantastic job of, of being the land steward, which has really, it's been a revelation because it's freed me up completely to do yeah. what I love doing, which is hands-on care, um, training, um, and, and just really making sure that the horses are, are living the best life they can um, in, in as healthy a way as possible. So for me, it's, it's, that's, it's been a, a real biggie and I, I keep, every year I go, oh, do you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. And, and every year, uh, a couple of horses will come along who, who need help and I can't say no because um, I know I can. I know I can yeah. help and I know I can make a difference. And, and I get so much um, enjoyment and satisfaction out of taking horses that, in, in a number of cases, you know, people have washed their hands of them. Yeah, just, it's you been know, this, their last option is yeah. coming here. And, and I know you've done that with several horses and even with competition horses yeah. and really opened up their lives for them in fantastic ways. So, yeah, uh, I think what I'd love to do now is just take a, a wander out to the track and, and talk you listeners through how wonderful it is here at Larry's so we'll take a little break there and uh, we'll be back on the track in a minute okay so we've wandered out into Larry's back garden and for any horse mad person it is literally heaven I think it's heaven for anyone I can count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten, or at least 12 horses that I can without making an effort see to count how many of you actually got here at the moment Larry at the moment uh, we have 22 horses uh, here which is yes we all we laugh because wow um, I originally set my limit at 10 so. <laughs> And uh, very rapidly overtook that. Then, then it was going to be 14, then 15, um, then 18. <laughs> and uh, I, I got uh, and that. That really was it. Genuinely, that that was it. That was that was plenty enough uh, for me. And then uh, in sort of March this year, I got four calls from four people who 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 needed who, who needed help. Um, in a variety of formats, either for their horse or, or for themselves, and um, I also say, we, you know, we don't advertise. Um, the horses who need us find us, and I will never, if if I if it's at all in my power, I won't turn down a horse horses. that needs help. Yeah. Um, because so many of them do, and be that sort of um, behaviourally or emotionally or physically. Um, I, I can't if I feel I've got space and it's not going to impact negatively on the horses that are already here then you'll um, try and I will, I will incorporate get them in, um, yeah if I can but we've, we've got a couple going home in the next couple of weeks um, so uh, we, my, my work is done for those guys and I'm, you know, I'm really pleased to sort of hand them back to their owners and just sort of say you know yeah yeah, yeah you, you take it on go. now that's brilliant it must be a really nice feeling so we as we stand here now uh, on the edge of your garden looking into what I believe is the original part of oh and Arthur I have to say Arthur is the character if you watch any of the the films that Larry shares on her Facebook page for for Horsehaven uh, all photographs Arthur does feature pretty heavily in anything that's uh, been 
got up to and he's um obviously had fun with the grooming kit while that's, he's that's, there that's the grooming kit box and my trimming tools that ah, are now, uh, okay. spread across one of the the open stables well Thank you, done arthur. well done arthur i believe it he's telling me arthur. he'd like his feet trimmed yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> cheeky arthur <laughs> Uh, but we're looking at what was the original buildings that you had to do so much work to when you first came yeah. and and they're beautiful because there are one two three big sections uh, that are undercover rubber mats for everyone to stand on and there's so much room and then they are now back to back is that additions that you put on behind no, or is that original that, as well? That's all original. So this is the this is the original building with, with that there. And what we've done is we've we've put um, proper solid dividers in so that they they're like a stable. Um, so yeah. that horses who feel that they, they want a bit of individual space, they can have their own space but they can still interact with the other horses to the side and to the back. Yeah. They're completely open so they can come and go as they choose. I, I did, when I built them, um, the partitions originally, I, I put lovely, uh, my woodworking skills are phenomenal. I put beautiful <laughs> fronts and doorways on, but left them, they had no doors on. Yeah, they could wander in and, and out. Yeah. Um, several nights of, uh, because my bedroom is, is the, the one closest to the yard, of, of hearing rather large crashing sounds, then coming back and finding the front of the stables um, removed. Uh, so we, we very quickly dispensed with the idea of actually having <laughs> fronts on them so that they are open. Yeah, fabulous. Arthur's come to join us. He wants to know what he can get into uh, <laughs> while we're recording. But what, what is so lovely is that the horses are all, they're all hanging around here at the moment. And I know you said um, that obviously my moral echo and the, any of the, the horses that need it have the confines of the track without facility to get to to much grass but then during the daytime they're all kind of encouraged to move together and come into onto the track so you know it gives the older horses that space to feel safe and not be on grass but then they get to interact and yeah somebody's just had a little moment over there but it all calms down so quickly you know we've been here probably a couple of hours already just you know watching horses and and enjoying seeing how horses interact and and that's that's what I think is so incredible these horses do have conversations they do have disagreements but it all moves on so quickly yeah. and you know I think people find that hard to understand that that they could have this sort of setup and what's your breakdown mares and geldings roughly um, it's roughly half and half, half now. okay um, it used to we were very gelding dominated for a long time and um, we've had quite a few mares come in the last two years um, what we tend to find is it's fascinating really because they actually pair bond uh, this is the thing that gets me about places that have single sex herds virtually all the pair bonds that we have are boy girl wow um you know and they they completely have total free choice over who their companions are going to be the only thing that we segregate on is is health yeah so it, it's can you have grass can you not have grass? Um, do you need special care? Do you not need special care? That's the only thing that, that, that splits yeah, groups that up. Yeah, that controls it, yeah. And we always try where we have got, we've we had situations where we've got had pair bonds who've had completely differing needs. And it, that's why we, we actually bring everybody back together. They all have time on the full track system together so that those horses who, who have to be separated for a period of time because of 
uh, grass or feed or, or medication or whatever yeah they they do always still get time to go back and, yeah. and share space with Fantastic. Their, the horses of their choosing yeah and so you took off all the fronts and everything's just open access and it's funny because some of them are in on their own some aren't bothered about being in um when we turned i think there's three in one over there and when we turned up i think moraleco was around there as well so you know it it it's entirely up to the horses there's enough room to choose yeah. what they want to do which is so important and that's a massive area that one there isn't yeah. it so you know it's just different places and different underfoot as well so what yeah. did you put was this existing i know you said you had to clear a lot of the yeah. the ground when you came um, it, there, there was um existing it was um riverstone it has been resurfaced twice since we've been here right. um, because i like it to look reasonably tidy and um when you've got stone surfaces you're, you're just sort of scraping and sweeping and stuff so yeah it does need to be renewed yeah um we've got drainage stone in under the stables with the the matting over the top so as to make sure that that's as healthy as possible for the horses um we've got um two different kinds of rubber mats um very sort of soft thick eva mats that the horses can lie on um we've got the barn over there which is uh we use wood pellets um, as a surface, we we also put wood chip in there sometimes, um, and there's there's bedding in all of the barns, and the the barn at the other side there actually has a, a, a full bed in it uh, all of the time. Yeah. Um, and what do you find the take up on that? Is it is it? I mean, because that's one of the things people find so hard, isn't it? They don't understand or can't believe that their horse would choose to lie on rubber. They think they've got to have a deep bed. Do they take up the deep beds very often, or do they tend to pee on it? Rather? No, it's a, it's a toilet. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah, I basically yeah. provide a lovely big soft wood chip toilet. toilet. Yeah. Um, and what I put, uh, you can just sort of see it over there. There's a, a structure in that part of the yard yeah. where it's. Um, we actually made a, a wood chip pit. Oh, brilliant! And yeah. it was just like basically, please, please stop wing here. Go wee over there. Yeah. And um, yeah, they lie on it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they lie on it and wee in it and yeah. in it. And, um, we we try to provide it can be um, a big thing because we've got so much surface track and we've got horses who live on the surface track. So it's it's very very important that they have got surfaces that they feel comfortable enough to lie down yeah. on and relax and they do the the eva mats they're sort of 34 millimeter and if you they're actually softer than than lying on um like if they're in a field yeah yeah um so it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a similar feel to them and yeah they'll they'll lie flat out completely flat out asleep on those hello itchy little man and obviously amongst the horses there's very differing needs because you've got the old boys like mine to some relatively young horses yeah. how do you find this do the young horses move the old horses around or does it all just do they find their spot on the yard and, and leave the others alone kind of thing um they they tend we've got some very very big personalities um and i think it doesn't sort of there we go there's, there's, there's there's some, yeah <laughs> Uh, Arthur's just very kindly moving Oreo and, and Clipsy um, out of his way so he can, I don't know quite where he thinks he's going or what he's doing, but he's, <laughs> it's obviously important to him. Um, it tends to be more on on sort of personality and, uh, you know, what's important to them yeah. rather than, than actual age. Um, we've, we've got, yeah, we've got horses here, I think the, not too many youngsters. Um, it's, it's a while since we've had a, a young, young one in. Um, though we have got one due to arrive at some point soon. Um, 
they they t yeah it's we've we've got some who who really you know like arthur in particular the end stable there he tends to think of as as his. his yeah so he will come in if there's somebody in there and he wants it he will move whoever's in there out um if somebody like ziggy or roxy comes along they will move him out just because yeah. they can um and they'll they'll sort of take up residence where they want to um they do all um something that we've, we've noticed it's usually between um sort of 11 and, and 1 most of the horses will come down and congregate on the yard yeah which is a time i mean it's it's gone just gone one now so this has been a lovely time to sort of see them all down here and and so that's fascinating really in a way because that happens at that time yeah. every day every it's day. like this is what i do this is how i punctuate my day i love that i think it's yeah. great and it's it's that sort of um having so it, it's sort of if you sort of think about the routine that most horses on like a standard livery yard would have it be during the day you're out yeah during the night you're stuck you're in, in the stable yeah um and for us what we find is the horses are much more active around the track at night yeah and they come in for a snooze during the day, day. especially in the summer um if it's a warm day this this yard would be just all of them all 22 all, horses yeah. would be here. here and i have to say as we speak there are two sets of two horses grooming each other and when we were down here earlier obviously we were doing a lot of scratching as well but they were also mutually grooming which is just so lovely to see and is that within their pair bond or you know are some of them sort of tarts and they'll just wander up to the first horse that they need a scratch nope. from <laughs> um, the, the two that are, that are uh, two sets of boys that are mutually grooming at the moment are, are most definitely not pair bonds yeah um, although Oh, it's the third one joined in yeah, on no, that. <laughs> we've got a truffle going on. Yeah. Uh, they are, they're all friends. Yeah. They all are quite happy to, to be in each yeah. other's company, but uh, they are, none of the ones that are mutually grooming are, are a pair. Uh, so, no, it's... Fantastic. So that means they're expanding their groups all the time. They're not just set in these little tiny, because I think people think, of a track livery you know you might just get uh, one horse pairs up with another one and they keep themselves themselves but you know you can see that that yeah that might be something that happens but yes. not it's it's not rigid is it it no. moves about as it would in a natural herd yes. of horses as well and notice as well larry that you know you've obviously got fields all around here and some of the horses are in fields grazing obviously ones like my boy can't be part of that at this time of the year nice. um and but you leave your grass nice and high yeah. and what point do you say that's good for horses to go graze on um we, we rotate it so um the fields that we use in the summer are the low-lying ones and that's basically because we can't use, use them, them when it's wet yeah uh so it, it actually works out really well for us because it means that we can rest the land for six months yeah fantastic either, either side and um, we tend to, we, this is something that we, we do follow the Equicentral principles on, um, you know, very much their, their grass management practices, where you're looking at not overgrazing, um, mm. you're looking for as much diversity as possible. So the, the land management that we do is, is quite labor intensive because we're rotating paddocks a lot. Um, each paddock is, is harrowed, aerated, uh, we spray with um, uh, microbes, which is organic microbes to help put goodness back in the soil. 
um, liquid seaweed we, we spray with. So we don't use chemical fertilizers no. or anything like that. Um, but we do what we can to ensure that the soil biome is as healthy as it possibly can be. Amazing. And do you take hay off your own land or do you buy in? Um, we don't make enough now. Yeah. <laughs> For 22, once, yeah. Once upon a time we used to make Did. enough. But yeah. we, we do, um, when the weather is right, when the grass growth is right, uh, we do take crop off our winter fields, um, which is it's about 11 and a half acres. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful, beautiful old meadow, mixed species. We, we overseed, um, in turn, we overseed the paddocks just to make sure that we've got as much diversity as possible. Um, and we, it, it makes beautiful forage, Aww. beautiful forage. But um, I, can, I can tell you that probably the most stressful thing that we do in everything that we do here is, is making. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hoping so, for yeah. that dry period and yeah, getting it all in and that it's, yeah, yeah, it's quite a stressful time, isn't it? And so for the horses that are here long term who have problems like my boy, is there a point at which, well, I know there is, but you know, you tell me when you think, okay, the grass is good, okay now, it's safe enough. Because yeah. I think people feel, oh, that would be so hard. I'd hate my horse not to have any grass at all. But you know, is there a time when they can safely get onto the grass yeah. in a small way? It's, it's, a, it's a big thing for us um, because as much as you, you, you'll see them sort of interacting and playing and having a trot and a canter, particularly up on the non-surface tracks, um, they don't have the space to play like a herd would and horses are incredibly playful given mm. the chance and so when we can when it's safe so it's like we've uh, like the weather today is overcast it's not too hot um it was yesterday was, was actually very much the same um we know that early on in the morning the grass is going to actually be as safe as it possibly can, can be, be. Yeah. so we will let them out into paddocks in in their groups and they can have a play yeah um and they love it uh they, you know they, it's it's great to see them um we try to we so say we try to do it whenever we can it's only for short periods it's not for long enough um some of the horses are so grass affected that they can't have that um and yeah i know and I'll, I'll admit that you know that makes me a little bit sad yeah um so we we try to um so particularly for those guys it's, it's sort of like trying to make the rest of the track system as inviting and as environmentally equine, environmentally friendly and, yeah. um, you know, to, to give them as much, um, forgotten the word. <laughs> Enrichment <laughs> as you possibly word. can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, it's really interesting. Larry said, you know, that period 11 to 1 that they congregate and as we are stood here <laughs> several of them have taken themselves back off down the track to in different directions to go and do their thing and it's amazing how much movement there is in the short time I've been here today you know there's a fair amount of movement going on I know my old boy mechanically he's not great so he tends not to move as much as some of them uh, but do you find there is enough movement on the track generally for most of the horses yeah they they do um 
because we very deliberately in the summer when the full track system is open we don't have hay there's one hay station there that we that's uh, mostly for for moo and darcy in the morning um uh, we don't put hay on the yard they have to if they want if they want some, to have something to snack on um they go find the hedgerows and they go find the hay stations which are we use the whole track yeah they're, they're spread around the whole track. so they'll have to go looking for their favorite pile and if somebody else is on it then they'll have to move on yeah. and that just naturally encourages that yeah. movement because i think that's you know one of the, the biggest issues can be that a horse will just stay on a hay station yeah. and not move yeah. all day and yeah you want to encourage that movement and you know obviously that's something that you can provide do you think there's a a, a a too small area that somebody you know i suppose you know let's bring it towards a close now by offering advice to somebody who's listening thinking i'd love to do something like that but i don't have the land to do it you know is there a too small an amount of land really that this can work on um it depends on on the horses really i know some absolutely exceptional small tracks on an acre on less than wow. an acre yeah um you can you know you can make incredible tracks in in small areas because once you get your head off the idea it's you know it doesn't have to just go around the outside yeah, of the field that's hard you isn't can it? Yeah. Go, because we've got tracks that go straight through the middle of fields um, yeah you know and we've we've sort of surfaced them where it, several of the tracks do that um and it's just because of how the land was uh there's there's a beautiful small woodland track um you know it's on varied terrain the owners have put steps in they've got little tree cops areas um you know you couldn't keep four or five horses on that no but but one or two yeah um that's that's ideal and you know if you've got horses that are grass affected um yeah you can make the most and you can give them a really full healthy environment in 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 quite a small space so let's finish by having a think about you know, the things that we could advise people when there's i look around here you've got some lovely broom heads up on things you mentioned earlier about you know big chunky things what do you do about salt how do you make sure all these horses are getting you know everything that they need how do you feed this uh-huh. number of horses you know so a few tips um larry tips to sort of round off with anything that you can think of that we we really should be telling people yeah so uh salt we do free choice um we do like a salty seaweed mix we have um salted water we have uh so we have loose sea salt we have uh, rock salt blocks we have uh like rocky's licks as well um but you know please don't rely on those for your horses salt intake they, they never get quite enough um we have uh, sort of enrichment ideas. We, well, we're very, very lucky because we have a fantastic riverbank. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Which is uh, a lovely yeah, sort of Check out Larry's uh, Facebook group for that, be a page for that, because she has some fantastic... I know of my boy alone, <laughs> but, but there are other horses here. Um, yeah, um, you've got lovely shots of them down by the river. So, yeah, um, we're lucky with that. So when we've made the tracks, we've made, uh, we've used the soil to make mounds and banks, um, and the horses love uh, horses love a high spot. Where, yeah. You know, they, they they like to sort of clamber up there. We've got four four of the areas with those. Um, putting old logs out, letting them have a good a good old chew and a nibble yeah. or cut branches. Um, we like to do things like herbal teas and, and mm. sort of herbal waters, uh, green clay in waters, bicarbonate soda in water. 
Um, we, we do specific teas at certain times of year um, to sort of offset plant growth uh, and sugars and stuff. Um, you can do you can do loads and loads of things. Um, and again, in let your imagination go wild. Try it. You know the broom heads thing. It was just like, well, we've got some. Let's stick them up. I mean, I think that one needs replacing. It's been quite well used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It's got all sorts of hair sticking on it, which is great. You can see it's well used. Of course. Um, so there's there's loads of little things you can do. You know, when you do, if you're putting hay nets out, um, put herbal teas in the hay nets um, yeah. just to encourage them to forage, hide things. Um, we've got some really rocky areas, and you can sort of sprinkle hay around and through the rocky areas, so the horses will pick and nibble and, yeah. and properly forage. Forage for stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. And um, so feeding, how do you Ooh. feed these guys? Do you bring a bucket out for each one? Because I know some of them have got some special needs and therefore they have to be fed. Uh, how do you manage? Small groups. <laughs> right. the, the most I've fed in, in one area in one time and it, and it actually still work was 14. Wow. And they all have their own individual color coded buckets. They have a set area where their yeah. food goes. Um, so that the horses know exactly what to expect. It's a routine, and you know that if the horses who do eat particularly quickly, they might have an extra handful of straw chaff to yeah. slow them down. Um, horses who, who have meds that they absolutely have to have and you don't want anybody else eating them, we can close off a separate area and, and they have theirs yeah. in there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's doable and it's manageable. Um, I certainly wouldn't even entertain the idea of trying to feed 22 of them in one spot at one time. <laughs> I am not that quick. <laughs> not got enough pairs of hands no. to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly up to sort of 10 or 12. Um, if you if you get a routine and the horses know exactly what to expect, it's yeah. it's doable. It's possible to do it. Fantastic. Uh, I'm sure there's loads more that I should have asked you. Is there anything we should have covered? I, can, um, I don't think so. Um, yeah probably loads of things people are going why didn't you ask about yeah we'll do another one at some point Larry will kill me for saying that I've had to pin her down today to do this one Um, so yeah it's been really lovely to to be here well obviously to see Moo but to see you as well and all the other horses where can we catch up with you I will put this in the show notes anyway but um, what you know where do we find you what's your website and all that sort of malarkey Um, we have a a should be more active Facebook page Um, (laughs) I'm quite busy looking after 22 horses so I don't update it as often as I should but um, historically we've we've got sort of six years worth of photos and videos and and me rabbiting on about how much I love doing what I do Um, so on Facebook we're if you search for at horse haven Wales um, and our website is www.horse-haven.co.uk. Um, we're on Instagram as well, um, Horse Haven Wales on, on Insta, um, but it's generally the same stuff that's on Stop. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do nudge me, do say hello. Um, if you've got any questions, always, always, always happy to talk to people who are interested in finding more about, about tracks and track living and and how much it benefits horses and you know anybody who wants help in in setting something up 
always happy to chat. Oh, that's brilliant. And Larry did recently do a special talk for the BHS as well. Uh, So she's getting all this information out there. What I love is that you have taken something that everyone else might have done their way and you've done it your way. And I think that's the message I want people to get. Whether you've got a small amount of land, 22 acres like you that floods, there is a way around it and, you know, to, to sort of think about it that way. Thank you so much, Larry. It's been lovely, A, to be here, but also to be able to record my first live with my guest. Uh, So that's, yeah, it's been fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Larry, and for everything you do for me and for Moo. We really appreciate you. You're welcome. More than welcome. Bye. Bye. I really appreciate you having listened to that episode of Leader Horse to Water. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe see fit to reinforce me by sharing it on social media. I'll be along soon with another episode. I've got some great guests lined up for season two. You can find me on Facebook, Trudy Dempsey, Equine Trainer and Behaviour Consultant. If you search at Creative Equine Training, you'll find me on Facebook. I'm on Insta and I've got my website, equine.training. And you can also find my courses at understandhorses.com. Don't forget, have a look on Facebook at those events that I'm running and get yourself signed up because they're going to be awesome. See you again soon. Thank you.